Gotcha. Oh, speak for yourself, Mutt. There you know you what? Let's start it. there. Three coming at you in three. three I learned this from two, Mutt. One. Well, hold on. I have to do it, Mutt, or else you. Here we go. So stupid. By the way, two so minutes stupid. ago, I was pinching a loaf. So you got to give me a second. <laughs> <laughs> you got to give me a second to recover here. All right. All right. All right. All right. Week 8 Winners Club podcast, Mutt 10 and 11 on the season. We told him, Shime, we told him, do not bet on the Atlanta Falcons. And I think we need to add a second one, a little second little gospel here. No more Chiefs overs until further notice, (laughs) Mutt. That's two weeks in a row you have missed on a Chiefs over. We're not doing Chiefs overs until we see them hitting over. Uh, that was tough. I was I was texting Shime like we always do because we leave you out of our uh, Sunday text because you're yep. not really you're not really gambling. Shime and I have I am pay- gambling paychecks and mortgages on these plays because we're absolutely. I actually generous. appreciate that because I, I start my writing for the week on Sundays as well. So. <laughs> oh, you t- you do? Is that is that a, wait? What's the process there, John? How many glasses of wine do you have before you start the writing? For <laughs> Last you? night I actually had half a bottle before I wrote. Before I I, I was sitting there, it was like 10 p.m. I'm watching the NHL on TNT, and I was like, you know what? Mac Jones is better than Justin Herbert. <laughs> Book it. <laughs> Go. I'm surprised I didn't get dragged on Twitter today for that. It was. I didn't see it. It's early. Wait till it's six early. Yeah, it'll happen. I start, Usually, I'll start reading it on the air. Sometimes tonight, Pat's worry. pulpit doesn't get a hold of it until like Saturday morning, and then the Patriots fans come come for your neck. So that's what I found. Anyways, Mike, your your defense of your shitty gambling record this year. Uh, no defense. Bad picks. Uh, bad ideas. Some close losses. But uh, yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery. We're here for the present. I like it. We're, I'm we're here for it. On the present. I'm, I'm, not, we, I'm not looking back anymore. It's over. It's 30. Good job. I'm not looking back. We're looking forward. Mutt. So that sounds like a, Mutt, we should take what Mutt just said, and it could definitely be an OAR song. If we got like a, like, that sounds no like shattered a little. No looking back. Not going to look back at my shitty picks anymore. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, Mutt missed on the Falcons and the Chiefs over. As I said, he did hit on the Bengals, and I feel like Bengals is going to turn into a theme going forward on this podcast. But as we said, 34-29 and 29 on the season. Things are nice. looking up after the nice. slow start. Yep. We're dragging Mutt's ass, and yeah, it have... all starts this Sunday. Shime, you have something. After uh, starting 3-9 and nine on the season, Shime has righted the ship completely. He is the Phoenix. He has th- risen. 3-0, and 2-1, 3-0. Oh. I'm now 11-10. Nice. and 10. 10 on the season, so I'll Woo! take it. Shime's war paint is on, as are that of the New England Patriots, who are heading to L.A. to take on the Arizona, the, the Los Angeles Chargers. And I checked the lines again. I printed out my run now like a half hour ago. The lines hadn't moved. I literally checked them right before we were sitting here. Shime just unplugged his mic because he stretched way across the room to, to check the lines. Up. I have got the Patriots as five-point dogs over under 49 going uh, to the LA Chargers. Shime, 3-0 week. I will allow you the first word. Uh, so, yeah, so it's 49. It's now 49 and a half uh, for the over Oh, under, but cry five, me a river. It, well, it matters. Um, but the five is correct. So I... Uh, I think this line is very accurate. Like I think this is a I think it opened around 5. It, it bumped up to 6 in some spots, came back to 5. Um I think this is the the right line because I'm having a very hard time deciding which it's side to lean. It's a fine line. Like yes. the new Harry Styles album. It's yes, exactly. Line. But however, I am leaning very much so on the over in this game. It's actually going to be my first pick of the week. Uh I'm going to go over in Pat's Chargers. I think there's going to be points scored here. The Patriots have scored a lot of points the last what, three weeks? And, and I think that kind of continues. I think this defense, I think the Patriots' defense is low-key kind of bad um, it, because they're 14th against the pass, 14th against the run, 14th overall, and yet they've played the Jets twice and the Texans and the Saints uh, who all have 
well, two of them are the two worst offenses in football, and the Saints are the twentieth ranked offense. And then they played the Bucks on like a rainy, weird, emotional night, and then they let up thirty six points to the Cowboys. So I think against good offenses, this defense is not going to be very good. I expect a lot of points in this game, Patriots Chargers. So I'm I'm very much on the over here, uh, forty nine and a half. Speaking of rainy, weird, and emotional, what your first thought on this matchup? I'd be leaning uh, Chargers, but I would not be betting this game. Shime analysis was excellent as always. This is really, really close. Uh, It's a weird situation because the Patriots have gotten fat statistically on bad teams. Uh, The Chargers, everyone keeps pointing to their rush defense. I read a column by John Anderson on WEI.com this week where he talked about how bad defensively uh, Brandon Staley's team is. A lot of times, though, he's sort of letting teams run against them to not get beat over the top. So the stats don't look great. The Browns carved them up. That was an embarrassment. But I'm not sure they're as bad as their numbers say they are. Their special teams are bad. I mean, they have to sign Dustin Hopkins to replace some scrub kicker. They, they lost the game a couple – was it last year? On a couple of bad special teams plays against this yep. Patriots That's like the, la- the last like five seasons, they have lost so many one-score games by a field goal. Their it's, special teams it, was wild. ranked dead last in football last year under Anthony Lynn. I think this year they're more in the middle of the pack. But no, they're still. not. Special teams oh. DVOA, dead last in the NFL. I'm Shocker. glad you brought that up. Third and second. And so it's it's really, really close. Again, I would lean talents. I think they're more talented. And the defensive secondary for the Patriots, until I really see them make a, a big play, a big stop consistently, I'm going to assume they suck. And yeah. I, I understand they've had some good games here against some bad quarterbacks, but Justin Herbert has been getting a lot of respect this week. I lean Chargers, but not a game I'm going to be involved in. I don't even think it's a teaser game because no, I'm not sure I where I land in this game right now. So we had uh, Matt Money Smith, voice of the Chargers, earlier uh, on the show, Mutt. And one thing that he uh, that Rich asked him, I believe, was, is the Chargers' rush defense as bad as everyone's making it out to be? And he basically said, yes, it is, with okay. a slight asterisk. And it's that again, that game against the Chargers, or against the Browns, Browns, both of their starting linebackers were out for that game. Yeah. And it looks like both of them are going to play. I saw one of them was on the injury report still. So we'll have to see about that. But this is actually going to be my first pick, and it's, Patriots plus five. Shocker. I, well, I go along with the writing of my column, Shime. It makes it easier for me to make picks when I do research for that. I use the research here as well. But yep. go click the column because I'm sure I'll I, uh, enunciate myself better there than I'm about to right now. Coming at you in three, two, one. <laughs> so what this I think there are two very clear paths to victory for the Patriots here. It's long drives for the Patriots offense, as that is typically a way you can beat high-powered offenses, keep them off the field, reduce their margin to error to, of error to razor, razor, razor thin, and rip explosive runs and just make it force L.A. to have to keep up uh, with their offense. I'm not saying L.A. can't, but I'm saying with a five-point spread, that might take it to maybe a field goal game, especially when you factor in the uh, L.A.'s offensive line, which it's not bad. It's not phenomenal. Rayshon Slater sort of started hot, kind of came down a little. Now he's he's good. He's still good. But they've had a lot of injuries along there, and especially seeing the way the Ravens attacked it. Another thing Money pointed out with us today, uh, Belichick seeing the way the Ravens attacked that offensive line. I think the Patriots can probably do something similar, enough to where maybe they just keep it within a field goal. That's why I like the Patriots plus five. And But my description of it sort of leans toward leans, – uh, to the under as well, especially if the Patriots are possessing the ball a lot longer and maybe not converting it to touchdowns. The under's not my pick, but by my description, I guess I'm leaning under, but I'm on the Patriots plus five for my the, first pick. The, I think the big thing you just need to be uh, cautious of in this game, when you're if you're betting the Patriots or the Chargers either way, is if you look at that Ravens game, Belichick's going to take some things from that game, sure. The big thing to take away is, is that the Ravens are one of the best defenses on third downs in football. The Patriots have not been that way this year. They have not been able to stop drives very well. And so 
even if the Chargers, so before they just had their bye week, prior to the bye week, Brandon Staley even said, we've been really bad on first and second down. Yes, we've been great on third down, but we need to start being better on early downs too so that we can take some of the pressure off on those third downs. If the Chargers actually do that, I don't think the Patriots stand a chance. The question just is, is Joe Lombardi going to do that? on the Chargers offense, and that's a, that's a major, major question, which is why I, I cannot bet on this game as either side without seeing it first. I also, I would not bet this, we're doing this Thursday afternoon like we always do, I wouldn't bet this game now no matter what side you like, only because the Patriots keep saying they haven't won a practice they have so many guys listed as questionable. And so I would want to wait to see, even maybe till Sunday, how many guys on defense are going to be out. You know, Can McCourty come back and play right away? What does Dante Hightower do in the middle? Who's the third corner? Because Jonathan Jones is not playing. Is Jawan Williams going to be trying to defend on the outside? Is Sean Wayne going to be active? So if you like the Patriots, Anders said I wouldn't talk you off them. You made a very compelling case for them. I just don't know where they are health-wise, and I would want to wait at least until Friday for the official injury report to see where we go. And by the way, they're traveling on Friday night, so you may get an early lean Saturday morning. Mike Reese with the so-and-so didn't travel. He's not going to the game. Patriots defensively injuries are a factor in this game on Sunday. Right, and then just running through it for everybody. So as of Wednesday's practice, your your questionable players, Kendrick Bourne, Johnny Smith, Shaq Mason, David Andrews, Devon Godshaw, Carl Davis, Dietrich Wise Jr., Dante Hightower, Jawan Bentley, Josh Uche, KVN, Brandon King, Sean Wade, Kyle Duggar, Nick Folk. How in the world does Sean Wade have a concussion? Did he hit his head on the door walking in or something? Might have. He hasn't stepped on the damn field. How do you get well, concussed? Might have like, like, it's like Darren it, McFadden. Did he fall in the shower is, and hurt himself? That, was that the injury he had before the year? I, 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 oh, that might have been it, too. Can they still label it as concussion? I'm not, I'm not sure. I, just I guess. He's, ba- he's finally back to practice. But, I mean, he he might be your, your, your starting outside corner if they kick Jalen Mills inside and Jackson is uh, on the outside against Mike Williams, as yeah. Shine pointed out today on Dale and Keefe. Or, uh, I'm sorry, Gresham Keefe. Oh, dumped out. It's okay. Uh, Mutt, what, do you, what is your first pick? So, John and I have well, each given well, a pick well, already since oh, we're on this wait, game. Well, uh, I, I just want to quickly say, oh. Sean, that bye weeks this week, you've got the Ravens and you have got the Raiders on a bye. I am, uh, as Shine just alluded to, Shine's on the under for Patriots Over. and uh, – Oh, you're on the over. I'm on the over. Yeah, I wrote under. Good thing you corrected me. And I am on Patriots plus five. I'll host. Thank you. You're welcome. Mutt, your first pick. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to start with an under late Sunday. Uh, This is available at DraftKings right now. I'm not sure how long it's going to be there, but I'm under Denver, Washington, 44 and a half. Uh, 41% of the bets are on this right now, but 78% of the money. So some big bets have come in on this under. Uh, They are 17th and 20th. In plays per game, they are 25th and 27th in third down conversion. Uh, the last two games, Washington have gone uh, under. Denver, five of seven games have gone under. These are two really, they're not efficient offenses. Uh, they rely on big plays with quarterbacks that aren't real great on big plays. We know Teddy Bridgewater, obviously, and that Denver offense, I'm not a big fan of. I was surprised it was still at 44.5, and, and so I grabbed it this afternoon in the great state of New Hampshire. Uh, and of my three picks this week, this is my favorite. Two middling teams, they play slow, they can't convert on third down. Give me the under 44.5 Denver Washington. Yeah, I think this is good. Two bad offenses. I think this makes sense. Uh, even if Washington defense is bad, like I, I don't think they're so bad that they're going to get torched by the Broncos. So I, I like that pick. My second pick here, I, this is a bait. I, I, I tell you right now that this line is bait, and I am full-on taking the cheese. I, I don't care. I'm eating it up all day. Give me the Cowboys laying a point, uh, a point and a half Ooh. at the Vikings. I I don't know what it is. I think people are overrating this Vikings team. The offense has been pretty good. The defense has been okay. I don't think this Vikings team is that good. And and, and Dallas is what six and zero, seven and zero against six and zero against the spread already this season. Like they're coming off a bye. I, 
they're get they're like healthy. Like I don't I don't see how this game isn't a field goal. So to me, this is I'm taking the Cowboys every single day and thrice on Sunday. So I'm going to take the Cowboys laying a point and a half uh, at Minnesota. All right, first one for me, and it includes a trivia question for you guys. What quarterback has only one turnover-worthy play this season? One turnover-worthy play? Only one. And it's not – Russell Wilson technically had zero before he went down, so throw uh, Wilson out. Matt Stafford. No. Uh, Carson Wentz? No. <laughs> Tom Brady. That would be Tom Brady. Oh! How about Tom that? Brady has one turnover-worthy play this season. It's a five-and-a-half-point line uh, at the New Orleans Saints. You've got Antonio Brown not likely to play. Going up against Jameis Winston, what's the most important stat in the in the NFL, guys? Turnover differential. Say it together, kids. Turnover Three, two, differential. One. Turnover differential. Field goal yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Special teams DVOA. <laughs> uh, notable on the Saints O line is that Andrews Pete, uh, right guard, did not practice. And earlier in the year, when they had some issues on the interior line, uh, namely in the, those first two weeks of the season, it really tanked their offense. And going up against Jameis Winston, as I said, I, I see a turnover uh, differential going in. Uh, in Tampa Bay's favor uh, in this game. And also the Saints trading for Mark Ingram and Sean Payton hinting that he could play in a, against a team that you probably just shouldn't run the ball against because it's almost like a waste of time. I know there's the whole Brandon Staley thing. Oh, Brandon Staley is the only guy who ever said you should like run the ball to make them hit each other. Uh, yeah, like they, they'll they'll probably waste a few runs. They won't get all. I think this game has like blowout maybe written on it. So oh wow! Okay, give me Buccaneers, but I'll take five and a half. I'm not taking twenty. I'm not yeah. teasing it up to twenty, but give me Buccaneers five and a half at the Saints. I would uh, be on Sean. your. I'd be on your side. It'd be my pick coming up, but I'd be on your side too. The Ingram thing, I, I, he just acquired because. Kamara's on pace for like a record number of touches. Yeah, and so yeah, instead 100%. of giving him the ball on every single first down middle of the field, they're going to take him out for a couple plays, give him a break, and hopefully they use him more as a receiver as a runner because, like you said, you don't run you don't run against Tampa Bay. If you want, so if it, you want Kamara it, to have a good day, you do exactly what he did against the Seahawks. You just swing passes, screens, get him in open field one-on-one with a linebacker instead of running into six giant-ass bodies the size of Vita Vea every turn. Uh, let's just get this pick out of the way. Uh, I'm going to take the Jets plus 10.5 wow. uh, against the Bengals at home. And this is strictly – it's just kind of like a, a, a model slash uh, market play. It's not that the, they're, they're any good. We know the Jets aren't good. But the, the, they just inflated this line way too much. Yeah. Now, the look the look-ahead line, I was looking at the Action Network. They had the look-ahead line versus what the line w- is now. It was like three and a half, and now it's ten and a half. And the quarterback doesn't matter for the Jets. Going from uh, Zach Wilson to, to Mike White, it's literally a neutral move. It's not a loss of any any circumstance. Wilson has not been good this year. Uh, Cincinnati coming off that Baltimore game, and so Vegas knows everyone wants to bet them. But this is a natural letdown spot. Oh, maybe their biggest win. I don't know. When's the since like a playoff game with Carson Palmer? It is their biggest 50, win, like fifteen in years. years ago. Yeah. So I I just I'm just gonna jump in and take the points. I think the points are too much. The public's gonna be too involved here. Maybe I'll get to 11 and I'll stick around and wait. But it's not again. I don't think the Jets are good. I picked the Bengals last week. They romped. I totally understand that. It's just too many points. They're giving too much credit to Cincinnati. Jets plus ten and a half at home. Yeah, I my, have to take it. I, I have to take I, it. I compl- I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pick. Either team with the ten and a half points on the table, but I completely understand where you're coming from. Uh, I think, and I think you're spot on. I think this is a could be a little bit of a letdown too for Cincinnati after a math, like we said, one of the biggest wins in Cincinnati history uh, against the Ravens last week. So uh, this number is absolutely inflated. This should be a touchdown. Instead, it's now ten and a half points. Probably going to get to eleven, eleven and a half by Sunday, which is just crazy. Um, so, 
my oh, I have one after you, but do your last. So does mine. Bring yourself so, home. My my third pick here. I'm gonna. I'm actually taking another total. This is the. I think the Ooh. first week all season I've picked two totals. I'm gonna go over 42 Pittsburgh Cleveland. Um, I know this is a divisional matchup, and most people would generally be like, ah, that's an under, and 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 the Steelers' offense is like rancid to look at, but somehow they've scored like 17 plus points almost every game this year. Uh, they've gone over this number. I want to say. Uh, four out of six games. So I, I, I think they're going to put up twenty at least against Cleveland, and and I think Cleveland will battle back. Like they're not going to just roll over and die here. I think forty two is just low. Um, so I'm going to go over forty two Pittsburgh Cleveland. Ever since they lost to the Jets, the Tennessee Titans have scored thirty seven, thirty four, and twenty seven points. They played the Colts this week. The Colts, coming out of the hurricane that just uh, engulfed San Francisco, in which Carson Wentz spent the whole game trying to throw the ball to the other team. <laughs> he really did. I mean, it's uh, it, it, the, lucky, the luckiest good game ever by yeah, Carson Wentz on Sunday night. So Carson Wentz is going up against a Titans defense that I've, I have been basically crapping on, among, among other things I've been crapping on. Uh, in the early parts of the season, they're really hitting their stride right now. They're they're fifth in pressure rate right now. Jeffrey Simmons and Harold Landry. Oh, yeah. I gave you the trivia question a few weeks ago about Harold oh, Landry at yeah. the time. I think it was through six weeks. He was the only player to record five pressures in a single game in the entire league. Jeffrey Simmons and Harold Landry were monsters against a pretty good Even San Francisco Bud offensive line. Bud Dupree was getting pressure. Bud Dupree was really good. A note on Bud Dupree as well as Julio Jones. Julio looks like he's just like not going to practice and then play on yeah, Sundays. How weird. it's going to go? Bud Dupree did not practice. But looking over the, on the other side because I definitely had some catching up to do on the Colts defense it looks like so they are the best uh, pa- uh rush defense by uh EPA in the NFL yep. but it's going up against Derrick Henry and one in like a top five rushing uh rush blocking offensive line as and well Elijah Mitchell kind of carved them up last yeah, week exactly like, and I don't it's... understand why San Francisco stopped running the football with him because I don't know, Kyle was—he uh, was like Jimmy. Let's see, let's yeah. see if he's got it in the middle of this monsoon. Yeah, makes sense. But continue. <laughs> Speaking sorry. of throwing the wall to linebackers, Jimmy <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo in that game. <laughs> uh, the real play here, though, so it's it's Titans plus one and a half. The real play here is the money line. Money line, you're getting better value, and it's the Titans who are on a roll against the Colts coming off that. I know the Colts are definitely playing better. Carson Wentz has sneaky been playing better over the last few weeks, and people just stopped paying attention to the Colts, so everyone assumed that he was still being horrible. Uh, he obviously played bad. Uh, played bad last week. They're banged up in the secondary too. The Colts are Xavier Rose didn't practice. Uh, Rocky Sin also uh, did not practice on Wednesday. So keep an eye on their injury report going into uh, the weekend. But I am on the Titans plus one and a half against the Colts. Mutt. Boy, this is going to be painful. This one's going to be painful to say out loud. Uh, oh, I am boy. on the Titans plus one and a half. Against oh. the Colts. This is. I, I can't believe I waited until this to make my last pick. So you oh, my you made. Head. Uh, you made some unbelievable points, uh, John. Again, really? Please don't. Uh, delete we'll, that edit cut. To, we'll edit it. We'll edit it so that they sound so that they sound like a like a like a point like you a coherent some, sentence. But you made some shitty points. Your best one was the Carson Wentz thing. Everyone looks at his overall numbers. If you go back, there are at least two balls he tried to throw directly to San Francisco defensive players. They couldn't quite make the plays. And here, how about this? So Derrick Henry in five games against Eberflus's defense there for the Colts. Uh, five game sample size. 140 carries, 764 yards, five touchdowns, a 5.46 yards per carry uh, average for Derrick Henry. He basically had the week off last week. In, that ten, in the win over Kansas City, they, he barely ran the ball. Like They were able to just get in and out, turn the ball over with Kansas City. Easy workload for him. Now a divisional game. Vrabel's team on fire. You mentioned the, the EPA numbers there. Also, to their credit, the Colts, number one DVOA 
on rush defense as well. But your point was well taken. This is Derrick Henry, and Tannehill's not a stiff. You guys two years ago were first and foremost on the, the Tannehill's train. I think they can pass the ball against this Colts secondary, and I think Carson Wentz, a little bit inflated right now. I will hold hands with you, John Anderson. Ooh. Take the Titans plus one and a half against the Colts as pick number three. Well, Matt, I hope you can. You're on like three one and two weeks in a row, so – uh, and you're the only one below 500, so I guess copying me is the way to, to get above 500 and start having some success. Th- 30 seconds for those listening today on Thursday. Uh, what are you guys doing on Thursday Night Football? One of the best Thursday Night games we've had all year. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i struggling with this game. <clears throat> I think the right line was the three and a half. With, apparently. Yeah, right. Well, <laughs> was the th- I'm struggling with this game. <laughs> was the three and a half that it originally was prior to the Devontae Adams COVID uh, designation. Uh, so I think I'm gonna I'm gonna ride with uh, Aaron Rodgers getting six and a half at Arizona. I'm kind of hoping he gets to seven. I may just wait and then kind of just bite the bullet and take the, the the extra juice to get it to seven. Um, but I'm leaning Rodgers, and right now it's fifty and a half. Uh, I'm hopping Oof. on the fifty and a half as soon as I can before it gets back to fifty one. Uh, per Warren Sharp, fifty one is the one of the most frequent totals hit in the NFL. So I want to get under that. I want the I want the Packers getting seven and over fifty and a half. I'm not sure I've bet enough on the Packers this year to be as up to date on their offensive line issues as I maybe should be. But go like th- this kind of feels like one of those games, especially with the receiver injuries, where Rodgers might just put up a stinker. Like the Bucks game, like several times against the Cardinals in his career, when that has happened, I'm I really I'm saying I'm staying very far away from it, Mutt, mainly because I don't live close enough to New Hampshire to go place a bet on it before <laughs> before kickoff. But um, I, I, I get, uh, I'm I'm on Arizona. I'm on Arizona. If you're making me pick a side, gun to my head. What about uh, you? Mutt? I will just tell you that I the only I. I I'm I'm into the props in this game, specifically Randall yes. Cobb props. Yes. Uh, Randall Cobb is going to be – Aaron Rodgers throws the guys that he likes. And then and Cobb came back here. That was like one of the big Aaron Rodgers demands. I want Randall Cobb back. They have nobody else available. St. Brown is going to be healthy for them. Uh, I understand. I know but Big Bob Tanya, you guys saw before the show, is fine. But it's moved It's moved to the point where I couldn't play it now. But if, if, if for, even four and a half for Randall Cobb receptions – is a really fair number. And it was minus 105 this morning. It's now minus 145 with the news that Adam's definitely not going to play. But Randall Cobb, touchdown props anytime. I think Aaron Jones over total yards. Uh, it's a very small circle of skill guys who are going to be w- play well tonight for Green Bay. It's Rodgers. It's Jones. A little bit of Corey, uh, A.J. Dillon, not Corey Dillon, and Randall Cobb. So focus on those four guys. Play around with those props. Same game parlays are still available on DK. There's some money to be made with those four guys. And I do like that the Packers getting the points, but it'll be a lesser play than the props screen tonight. All right, Matt, recap your three picks for us before we get out of here. Uh, Sunday, under 44.5, Denver and Washington. Jets plus 10.5 hosting Cincy. Tennessee plus 1.5 at Indy. All right, Matt, let's get that, let's get that chicken, all right? We'll, uh, we'll talk to you I, soon, okay? What's what? Get that chicken. Marshawn Lynch, get your chicken. Get your chickens. Did he just shut up? <laughs> he just leave? He just left. He left. He left. That's amazing. Did it again. All right, Shime, your, th- your three words. Uh, my, my three picks were uh, over 49.5 New England and L.A. Chargers, uh, Dallas laying a point and a half at the Minnesota Vikings, and over 42 Pittsburgh and Cleveland. All right, I am on the Patriots plus five at the Chargers, Tampa Bay five and a half by five and a half at the Saints, and Tennessee, I said plus 1.5, take the money line, folks, versus uh, the Indianapolis Colts. So like I said, 34 and 29 on the season. We are careening towards the 60% 
percent mark. Hell yeah! And if we're all betting on the same things, it's much easier for us to get there. So <laughs> if, you th- hit, if you miss, it's harder. If you to miss, get it's there. harder to get out though. But that's why we'll just we'll just only bet on the like the Buccaneers. Yep. All three of us will place a bet on like the Buccaneers. I thought about taking the Bucks. Like the Dak over. I had I couldn't decide if I wanted to take the Bucks or the over in Pittsburgh Cleveland as one of my picks. Thank you for picking the Bucks because that made my choice very easy. Oh. I'm like ah no, I don't feel like I have to get this pick to the people. John already did. I give I give picks to the people on thirteen and eight, Sean. Yeah, we'll all I do is give picks to the That's people. That's true. It's all I do every day. Is every picks day, to the people. every freaking day. Every all right, day. we, you and I, not so much, but maybe the rest of us as a whole are a family. Yes. There are other podcasts on this network of podcasts. One of which is uh, the hashtag Dork Podcast that just had an announcement today. They're going to have AEW superstar Adam Cole on the podcast next Tuesday. Uh, also, the Bradfoe Show was legitimately out in LA, so of course he interviewed Joe Kelly. Had to do that. He was on location. Uh, then there's the Off Day podcast featuring Andy Hart and Ryan Hannibal. They'll uh, give you all the information you need post-Patriots Chargers. And, of course, don't forget about the Skate Pod. They're back in the middle of hockey season, ready to rock. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's it. We'll be back on Tuesday. Shyam and I, not Mutt, because he only commits one week to us. Recap in week eight, hopefully with a 9-0 week on You're- the podcast. Shyam said bye. See ya! I don't know. I'm already, uh, I'm already getting in on an NHL parlay tonight. That's a guarantee. Um, I have it down to three teams in that. I'm trying to figure out if I want to play all three or just two. Um, but I'm trying to decide if I want to play tonight's game. If I want to just go for like an anytime touchdown prop or what. But who the over unders down to fifty and a half? Bob Tanyan prop though. I was thinking Bob Tanyan or uh, Aaron Jones to score twice. Bob Tanyan surprisingly available in like every league I'm in. <laughs> well, yeah, because he hasn't done anything all year. I know, but like some mm. of it was some of it was people dropping him this week to pick other people up. Mm. It's like of all weeks, wouldn't this be the week that you want him? I don't know. I guess, but well, I got him now. It's okay. In one of my leagues, I drafted Mike. I got him where I want. I drafted Mike Kosicki and then dropped him because he didn't do anything for the first two or three weeks. And I was like, I'm not dealing with this tight end issue. Um, and uh, since like three weeks ago, he's gotten like three straight twenty point games. Uh, Mutt says he's talking and no one answers. Wish someone would there acknowledge that Hi, I'm Mike. here and listening well, to NHL Parlay talking Bob Bob Bobby Tunyon talking Gasicki talk. Well, Sean, when you put it up, you have to hit the buttons at the top. I didn't even, lit up. I didn't even look. I'm That's sorry. why he doesn't sit on the right side of the producing. Uh, Shine lack of attention to a, detail. Ooh, you, he is a. You know who I see answer. on the line right now? Uh, who waiting to go for MF is Jerome and Situation. Should we just take him in here? <laughs> That's that's the guy who says like the rising tide moves all boats, except yep. it takes him like thirty seconds to say it. Jerome, you're Kinda next like up on the fan. On the fan. Hello, Jerome. What do you got? <laughs> Jerome, you're next up on the Winners Club podcast. Hey, it's the Winners Club. So, you got the picks for this week. I thought I was going on Maloney and Foyer. We could do that. Could, just sure steal their callers. So we don't use uh, <laughs> we don't use a bunch of the voicemails at the office. We could set up like a, a win line. People call in and like make their picks. We could then play them Ooh. on the podcast. Like voicemails, I like which is basically the same thing that we did last season, except they just DM'd us. True. Where's Rick? Yeah. Where's Rick from Sarasota, Florida? Rick's picks. Have you seen our Freaking ROI? He probably, probably bailed. He's probably found a better podcast. What do you mean? <laughs> we're positive. Oh. oh okay. Sure.